Amen. Ooh. God is so good. I don't know what time you normally get out of here, but I'm just going to say that time is on the Lord's hands and trust is in ours. So we're just going to trust that we're going to sit here for just a minute today. Uh, I, I'm really, really, it's been a very humbling experience for me to be here because I have loved the Mitchells for so long, their entire family. And I've gotten to see pieces throughout this entire body, throughout this entire weekend of just images of Christ in his character and not that I've just seen it in your pastor, but I've seen it in his in the body that that he's getting to lead and, and hang out with on a regular basis because I get to hang out with him in the dirt. Um, normally, we don't have sound everywhere that we go. Sometimes uh, we're sitting at a cell barn and we're might, we might be hanging out in the office or there's been opportunities where we've been on the dirt floor uh, in the middle of a cell ring. Uh, from time to time, because we don't always get to do it at the venue. We don't always get to have church at the venue. Uh, and so we just throw down in Jesus' name wherever we go. I mean, isn't that what Jesus did? You know, he just kind of was walking along the way, and he would just find a spot. And uh, it wasn't always in a setup as amazing as this and as beautiful as this, but it was always amazing and beautiful because Jesus was there. That was where Jesus is, was, and is to come. Amen. So I am just really excited to be here. And so uh, I'm going to kind of get right to it because I know that the Lord did give me a word for today. Um, over the last couple of weeks, we've been on the road quite a bit. And I've literally, I haven't been used to getting on the road. So I've been asking the Lord to help me with that balance again because things hit. The world stopped a few years ago and I got to rest for a minute, but now it's time to walk. Did you get to rest? And if you didn't, you should have. Because now it's time to walk. Now it's time to walk. There's a time to pray and there is a time to act. And I firmly believe that here and now, the Lord is saying, now, children, now, kiddos, sons and daughters, it's not the time for you to sit down. It's not the time for you to pout. It's not the time for you to get offended. It's time for you to walk. And so what you saw on that screen really is what JW and I do. We do have the opportunity to, to help one another. I'm his helpmate. I help him do things. He starts them at the house and I get to finish them. Or he finishes them and I start because we're burning both ends of the candle a lot of times. And um, getting to come and do ministry. I've been in ministry for about 14 years. Gave my life to the Lord when I was nine at a little Southern Baptist church in Louisiana. It was just the vacation Bible school. I do not want to go to the hot place. I did not want to go to hell. Did not want that to happen. I was running to the altar. Y'all remember that, right? It was given, in, given to you this way or that way. And you were like, I'm going that way. I don't care who's coming with me. I'm going that way. You know, and you get in life and things start to happen and you start to experience moments where you hesitate to trust the Lord because you start to partner up with what you see in spite of what the word says, and the word of God says that it is active, it is living, it is breathing, it is sharper than any double-edged sword. It cuts between spirit and soul, joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. So when you come in here on a Sunday or Wednesday or whenever your classes are, you hear the word, it's not just for you to hear it, it's for you to apply it out there. It's for you to go and do it in the dirt. It's for you to do it wherever you might find yourself. It's for you to do it, as I told them yesterday, in the Walmart parking lot or in line behind the angry person or whatever's taking so long. It's for you to apply it everywhere. You know, he's everywhere. And he's not just watching you. He's inside of you, right? Like he's like, hello, I would like to come out today. 
lets me out of the box that you have put me in, right? We do that so often. We put them here and we, we, we hesitate because the world can be intimidating. The enemy can be intimidating. You know, he, he, he's, he gnashes and, he, and, and the enemy comes at us in a way where we think he's got teeth. And we start to feel it. And we start to back up a little bit instead of moving in the direction that the Lord has told us to move. And what he says here in the book of Exodus, and I'm going to go to Exodus and Galatians today, but I'm reading out of the message version. It's one of my favorite versions here as of late. It reminds me of like street Greek. If you don't want to have to, you know, dissect the King James Version, which I love the King James Version. And I told them that yesterday that when I read scriptures that have yacht in them, I think y'all to come this way, (laughs) you know, like. Not the these and the thous, but I feel like I can read a foreign translation and I can maybe help you understand it a little bit. But the message version is like that street Greek. For me, it's like the behind the buck and shoots kind of talk. We get to the bare bones of it. We don't really dance around anything. It is what it is, and this is how the Lord is, right? And so I just want to take us to a place for just a minute and then jump over to another place for just a minute and then maybe give you a piece of... Um, a perspective that the Lord has given me, even behind the bucking shoots. Like he just does that. And um, it's everywhere for me. I mean, I'll, I'll just tell you that. It's just in everything for me. Um, my grandpa had that gift. And I just, would, I just prayed that I would be able to see, see it in the dirt, to see it in the mud, to see it in the rain, to see it in the clouds, to see it in the sun. I wanted to see the word of God come alive in all things whenever I'm out there with delivering baby calves and it's on a snowy day and JW's not there and I've got to, be miserable in my coveralls, but oh, God comes out to take care of me. It's just in everything, right? And so anyway, you, most of you, and maybe all of you know the story of Moses. You know how he's delivering these people out of bondage. God has told him to go. He, he fights the Lord for a little while. He hesitates for a minute. The Lord says, fine, if you need a helper because you think you can't talk good enough, I'll let you have your brother, but eventually you're gonna have to go to the mountain yourself. I mean, that's just the way that I picture it. Eventually, see, we all want somebody to help us. And the Lord is like, I've already given you the helper in the Holy Spirit. So you got somebody to help you. But then he gives us people who can help encourage us along the way. But here Moses is. He's out on the limb. They've, they've exited out of Egypt. Israel has ex- exited out of Egypt. They're leaving the slavery. They're leaving the bondage. They're leaving the idolatry. And they're trusting God who's leading them with this pillar of cloud fire and he's just taking them out of this he's delivering them out of this mess but they get to the bait of the water they get to the edge of the water and they look back and they see their enemy they see the Egyptians coming behind them and they're like what in the world are you doing Moses why have you taken us out here we would rather go back to the slavery than to feel this much this much heat than to feel this much discomfort than to feel this fear as we see the enemy coming on us. Like, we don't want to have to go through this. And I love that, that Moses speaks to the people in verse 13 in chapter 14 of Exodus. So Exodus 14 and 13, I'm going to read it out of the message version just for a minute. I'll probably hop around because I'm a hopper. But Moses spoke to the people, don't be afraid, stand firm and watch God do his work of salvation for you today. Take a good look at the Egyptians today for you're never going to see them again. In other words, there's a place for you to pray, and then there's a place for you to act. There's a time for that. There's a time for you to rest, and then there's a time for you to rise up. 
There's a time for you to wake up, O oh sleeper. That's in, the, that's in the word. He's like, come on now. Come on now. I need to do a work. I'd like to do a work. And I'm not going to give you everything you ask for. I'd like to do it through you. I'd like to do it with you. And so they're sitting there like, they're like here with the handout. You know, I've got six kids, so <laughs> that's handout. And I've, I picture myself doing the same thing to my mama a lot when I was a little girl. Mama. You know, and eventually she's like, you have to get off of the bottle. Eventually you need to learn to cut your own steak. You know, we're all trying to teach others and yet we all still need to be willing to learn. We're never going to be off the clock of learning with Jesus while we're here, period. And so it says here in verses uh, 15 and, and 16, God said to Moses, why cry out to me? <laughs> I love also that in back up in that other verse right before it, he says, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> like, hush your mouth, just hush. Anyway, it says, God said to Moses, why cry out to me? Speak to the Israelites, order them to get moving. Hold your staff high, stretch, stretch your hand over the sea, split the sea. The Israelites will walk through the sea on dry ground. And if you read and study in this a little bit longer, what you'll see is that it was not automatic that this started to happen. This wind blew in. It literally took all night. It says all night here in verses 21. It says the Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and God with a, ter a terrific east wind all night long made the sea go back. He made the sea dry ground and the sea waters split. And this is what gets me about that. So often we live in a world where we hit Send, receive automatically. We get upset. You watch the little dot, dot, dots on your texting and you're waiting for a response from somebody and it just takes a little bit longer. Here it looks like it was automatic. It looks like here in this moment, they're crying out. And then two seconds later, God is given this response. He's laying out the plan and he's saying, quit crying out to me. Get moving. Turn and face up. Stop looking at your enemy and stop letting them distract you. Stop looking at your problems and know that I've made a way for you. And it says that all night long, that east wind come in. It wasn't automatic. He didn't lift his hands and step into the dry ground. If you read it and, and you study that out, it says it took a little bit longer. But God's, God's saying to them, I've made you a promise here. I'm going to make a way for you. You know, like not just problems for you, but you've got to learn to trust me because you've been living amongst a lot of stuff for a long time. And I love that it took him all night long to dry the ground. And that he says to, he didn't, that there was going to be dry ground. And I thought everything matters in scripture. Why would it, Holy Spirit, I asked Holy Spirit, why would it be dry ground? And he was like, because I don't want you to keep getting stuck. And that was a word for me, and it may be a word for you. Like the Lord is saying, wait upon the Lord. You may not actually gain any ground in this moment as where we were yesterday, but you're not going to lose any ground if you trust me, yeah. period. Even if you're not seeing your healing, even if you're like Naaman and they says, you got to dip in the water seven times. He was hesitant. These people were hesitant. They were hesitant to move forward. We can relate hesitant to trust God because if we do move forward and trust God, what's going to happen next? What if I'm not looking behind me? Who's going to do something? And it says even in that scripture that that, that east wind comes in and there, there's a wall on this side and a wall on this side and that pillar of cloud and fire move to the back of the line. He shifts 
He shifts. He moves to the back of the line. And all night long, like the Egyptians didn't move upon the Israelites and the Israelites didn't move upon the Egyptians. There was stacked in three walls, one here with the water, one here with the water, and the other was the pillar of cloud. And I'm like, he was inviting them to move into the wind that was even coming against them because their enemy was behind them. And he was, they couldn't move in the, in the wind of the Lord. They were being held back there because for me I'm like why wouldn't they have moved on them at dark I mean you, you're just thinking they would have had the upper hand these is these Egyptians were were men with chariots why wouldn't he have moved because they did not have the power nor authority to move and God is so big like that but he wants us to stop looking behind us he wants us to stop hesitating he wants us to trust him to move forward and so when I was thinking about that, I told Katie this morning, I said, here I was. I said, and I turned to Galatians and I had written, well, I don't know really when I wrote this, but I wrote something beside a specific scripture here in the New Testament in Galatians 5. What has you stuck? What has you stuck? Sometimes we even get offended that the Lord would think we could handle so much. Sometimes we don't like the pressure. And God's like, I created you for this. I've got 14 babies in heaven. JW and I have 14 babies in heaven. We've never given birth. What you see and what you will look up is that we have been gifted the, the, the gift of being parents uh, through, the, through the gift of adoption. So for me, like I, I went through those stages of wanting to go back and just not even get out of bed. I've been so depressed and my husband has been in a place where he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to respond. And we've had to learn to do life with each other. And it's been weird from time to time because we actually have to talk. We can't just text. We actually have to communicate. And we have to work things out. And we do it with the Lord. We just put him in the middle of it. And some days I've got more grace than him than he might for me. <laughs> But I hear whenever JW is hollering at me to get on the fence and he's trying to motivate me to do something, I, I hear him hollering at me, but I don't get offended by it because I know he doesn't want me to get hurt. Or I know that he has more faith that I can stand my ground and not get up out of the way from a cow moving in my direction. And he's like, just stand your ground. They're more afraid of you than you think. The enemy doesn't want you to stand your ground. He doesn't want you to trust the Lord. He wants you to keep your eyes focused on him because that's like focusing on the waves and the wind. That's missing Jesus in the water. Jesus rested on the boat even at a time in another place. You know, and we have that Jesus in us, the same Jesus, same Jesus. So it took me here, what has you stuck and I'm just going to kind of skip through here for a second. In Galatians 5, I'm going to read 7 through 10. You were running superbly. Can y'all resonate with that? Like life was going so good, right? Who cut in on you, deflecting you from the true course of obedience? This detour doesn't come from the one who called you into the race in the first place. And please don't toss this off as insignificant. It only takes a minute amount of yeast you know, to permeate an entire loaf of sin, of bread. Only a little bit of sin, right? Deep down, the master has given me confidence that you will not defect. But the one who is upsetting you, whoever he is, will bear the divine judgment. 
He gonna take care of it. God's like, I've got you. Let me worry. You keep, you keep moving forward. Co, well, if that wind is coming against you, we live in a world today where we just think we got to go with the flow. We gotta go with the wind. We go with the crowd. We go with culture. We go with society. And we were not created to go with society. We were not created, created to go with culture and to just go with whatever it is that, that this idolatrous nation and world is calling us to flow with. We were called to stand still. We were called to wait upon the Lord. And he gives us a way. And a lot of times that's releasing the truth, even from our mouth, in love. Or just standing still and loving on somebody and hugging them when they're going through a hard time. I mean, like just being the hands and feet of Jesus. And getting over ourselves. We're important, but we ain't that important. This is about Jesus. This is about, this is about pouring out his spirit amongst the nations. This is about your home. This is about your house. This is about your boundary lines. This is about your places of business. This is about everywhere you go, pouring his spirit out, moving in that alignment. And so as I was thinking about who you're running superbly and who, who trips you up and different things like that, as I move on down here, and the first time that I read this, I was like, whoa, this is in your face. Like, this is like, whoo. This gets me, like really gets me because I want to know what it is sometimes that may trip me up. One of those things that kind of weasels its way into my house. I mean, I'm the mama that, listen, if we got flies, I'm going to go get the dairy spray because that's really the best. What you get at Walmart is not the best. Go to your co-op, get your dairy spray, get all the little creepy crawlies out of your house. I'm telling you what, it works. You know, like I want to know when there is, some, when there is something that is not healthy, that is unholy, it's unwelcome. If it ain't welcome in heaven, I have a sign that says it ain't welcome here. Yeah, I want people to know that everyone is welcome here, but there's some things that may not be welcome here. And you are welcome here, but you might be packing and we might need to help you take that off. And then we're going to put it to the dirt, you know? And so that's important. And JW knows, like, I'm like, he's like, she's going at it again. There she goes again. You know, and, and he's, he's good with that. But anyway, it says here, it's obvious, it's obvious in chapter, same chapter five, in verse 19, it's obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. And listen, as I was reading this, I was thinking, this is what the Egypt, this is what the Israelites were delivered out of. This is what they were delivered out of. This is what they were wanting to go back to. We don't think about that. Like when we turn away from something, we have turned, but we don't think about the temptation. We don't think about the aroma of that stuff that tries to get us. And it gets detailed right here. It says, listen, the repetitive, loveless, cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic show religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied wants, a brutal temper, an impotence to love or be loved, divided homes and divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions, ugly parodies of community, I could go on. And when I see that, I'm like, this is what Moses is like, quit acting like you're acting. 
And for, for me today, I'm the same way. I'm like, I need to tell myself, I need to quit acting like I'm acting, Lord. You know, like check me up, search me out, oh Lord. I don't want to get caught up in any of this mess. I want to keep moving forward. And even if I hit something hard, and I told the ladies yesterday our story, we went through some hard stuff. These last couple of months have been hard, They've been hard. And I haven't been able to slow down because the Lord is directing my steps. And he opens up the path and he sets the path for me before, before I even know what I'm doing and where I'm going. And we've had some really hard days in our house over the last couple of weeks. And yet there were still things on the schedule that I knew God had already called me to in the middle of our mess, in the middle of what we were doing. And I might not have felt like going, but if I allow my feelings to override my faith, then I'm giving my feelings and my flesh more power than my faith. And I want death to flesh. That's where I'm at. I'm like, I don't want to be held back from anything that the Lord is calling me to. I was one year, I'm going to kind of close in this as Birdie comes back up here because we're going to worship a little bit and give you guys an opportunity to identify and surrender some things that you, may have you stuck. Um, but I was, uh, we get the opportunity to minister with some of the bull riders from time to time and I'm kind of just there. When Rodney's there, I do. I throw him, I'm like, you're the boss. You do it, we'll do this, you do that, whatever. Or Nathan, we have another friend of ours that does what he does. And I just kind of sit in there kind of like an anchor and he'll toss me things and we just kind of go back and forth. And that particular morning, we had, uh, it's a couple years ago, we had been talking about count it all joy, you know, when you have a headache. Count it all joy when you have the flat tires. Count it all joy when you're going through a loss. Count it all joy. And really understanding those moments. And this, for me, like it's easy for me to kick the wall and not count it all joy. It's easy for me to just, I want to have the last word. It's easy for me to get frustrated and want to just go to the house when we're working cattle. That's an easy thing because, I mean, working cattle with your husband is something. You know, it's so fun. I mean, when you guys work with your, your spouses and work with one another, you're having to work with people. And the Lord, you know, we have this opportunity to tap in vertically to the Lord. He gives us a new perspective. You want eyes in the sky? Guess what? You've got them. And sometimes when I'm sitting around going, Lord, where are you? It's like he responds back to me and says, where are you? I'm already here. I've already done my part. I've already met you. And now we got to walk. <laughs> anyway, that morning, we had done this great message, and we were in James, and counted all joy, counted all joy. And I was all high on Jesus. I mean, I was super excited, very excited. I get on the back of the buck and shoots, and we have this bull. He's retired now. Uh, his name is Canadian Mist. And he could be a little excited in the buck and shoot just a little bit. Normally, there's three buck and shoots on your left-hand delivery. And on the left hand, that means that the, the, the Cowboys, the eight's going to be opening and it's going to be on their left side. And this bull was on that side. Normally, he's in the very first shoot. But just this day, for whatever reason, they moved him to the middle shoot. And he was being kind of a pill 
in that middle shoot. And me, I'm trying to be, uh, I'm trying to make, not make faces up there because I don't like them jacking with this bull. I want him to be still. And um, anyway, this, they open the back gate and where this other bull was at, and this other bull comes in, gets underneath Canadian, kind of bumps him up. So then they have to take time, and they're whipping this other bull to get back. So he kind of got back, and for whatever reason, they rolled him to the next shoot up. Well, I was so aggravated about this because they were jacking with my bull, you know? I was like, and then I'm going, count it all joy, count it all joy, count it all joy. This has got to be something good come out of this, you know? And this is the thing. This bull takes a different sort of flank than what you would normally see. It, it, he takes a pull flank. So in other words, you can't even pull the flank tight until the cowboy nods his head and the gate is opening at the same time because he's so touchy and he's just so antsy. And he's, it's like, it's got to be on his timing. Like That's just how he takes it. If not, he's bucking in the chute. He's just like ready to get out of there. He thinks it's time to do his job. And so we, they were wanting to move him back, and they're, getting, they're aggravating him, and they're, they've got their cowboy hats off, and they're trying to get him back. And I was so, like, frustrated at the situation. And one of the guys that was, like, right here, he was just kind of like, it's okay, Leanne. And I was like, <laughs> you know, we had just been in Bible study together. Count it all joy. You know, and they're jacking with my bull. And it was something because... We backed him up. We finally ended up getting him out. And he didn't do what he normally did, but he went out there and he bucked. And this is, this is the deal. This is where I was at with, the, with that because a lot of people are like, what is flanking a bull? What does that even look like? What does that even mean? And for me, I'm like, every bull is pretty unique. They're all different. Some of them take some kind of flank, a, 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 a loose flank. Some take a medium and some take... A heavy flank. Each one of you, there's so much pressure that you can have. And you, some of you need, don't need any pressure and you just perform. Like you know, like you know what your purpose is. And, and then some of you can be a little bit more hard-headed like me and you need a little bit more pressure. You need a little bit more of a kick to get out the door, right? And then some of us, we take it pretty heavy. Like we're just pretty desensitized to the things going around us. And then the word of God gets up in us and it starts stirring and it starts to expose our innermost thoughts and desires. And we really start to realize, oh, God did create me for a purpose. Oh, there is a purpose. Oh, there is a way. Oh, God has not got me here to leave me here. And then when the gate opens, we perform. And I just knew that that bull was not gonna perform because it was so much pressure. And you just, and I went back to the back I had to leave off of the buck and shoots because I did not want anybody to see the expressions on my face because we were counting it all joy. You know, I'm trying to be like, I'm trying to be that person that's living it out, you know, and, I, and, and this is me working it out with the Lord. And I get back there and I thought I was alone. And then this little fellow that worked there, just who was standing there as a guard and he wouldn't stop staring at me. And I was like, like this. And I look up and I was like, where in the world did he come from? But it was just kind of like peace on this guy. And he just, it was just a sweet peace and a sweet moment just to count it all joy. Count it all joy, whatever you're going through. Because you're not going through it alone. You're going through it 
with God. That God may sometimes respond to you in three minutes like he did with Daniel when Gabriel came and responded to him. If you read it, it takes about three minutes in the book of Daniel, Daniel 9. And then there's other times where the response, you don't even see light of it for 21 days because that was the next chapter. <laughs> you know, because there are things coming against you in a realm that you cannot see. These, this, these dark forces do not want you to experience any breakthrough or any peace, but peace is actually available right now. It's actually available right now. If you just, just take a minute and, and just acknowledge that his peace, the peace that you have in Jesus will surpass all your understanding. He finishes what we start. Like we, he just says, just walk and I'll, I'll lay out the next way. I'll shine a light a little bit brighter. I will help you out in this. But a lot of times what happens is we get like these Israelites and we find ourselves stuck. We find ourselves getting offended. We, we find ourselves hesitant. We find ourselves in rebellion without even realizing it because our, our conversations that we have, we're circling back to the same place over and over and over. And even, our, even this instrument right here can be what gets us stuck. Even this instrument can be that thing that gets us hung up. I could still be talking about that bull like it was a bad thing. I mean, I could still be talking about our miscarriages, like God hasn't already done a work in that. And he always hasn't given me peace. I do not want to live my life believing for peace to come in the sweet by and by. I want to live my life believing that peace will surpass all of my understanding right now. But the enemy gets us hung he gets us stuck. He gets us to this place where he sees us. He watches the enemy. And it's not just the devil. It's his minions. It's all the things. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. There are many types of thieves that will come into your house to divide your home. That will get you discouraged whenever your boss doesn't give you the raise that you thought you were going to get. And maybe God is saying, it's time, to, it's time to stay right here for just a little while longer. It's not that I haven't put this desire in your heart for, any, for no reason. But somebody needs to see you trust me. Somebody needs to hear you trust me. So I'm just going to ask that the prayer team come up. I'm going to hand this, her hand, you've got a mic up here. I'm going to pass this over to Pastor Rodney. And I'm, we're just going to get back here and we're going to worship. Because I'm encouraged to see the movement of the Lord. That even if you don't know what to pray and you're just going to step up and say, even for your marriage to continue, to continue to walk together for amending there. Even in those moments where you might be battling, it might be something like gossip. I don't know. I just had a girlfriend the other day that said, I did not realize how much I, damage I was doing with my mouth. A few weeks ago, a few months ago, I must have read scripture. I, we, our bathroom is connected to our bedroom. And J.W. asked me the next morning, we read the chronological Bible in the morning. And so we were sitting there and he said, what were you doing last night? Who were you talking to for an hour? And I said, I was, I said, I was talking to myself. I said, I was reading the word of God. I was washing my mouth out. <laughs> I washed my mouth out. <laughs> you know, it's in everything. My daughter went with me a few weeks ago, and one thing she said, I said, just pay attention this last session. She's 13. She's here today, but she's with I said, just 
Just pay attention. Tell me what you get. It was so cute because I was talking about empowering, and I was in Romans 1 and 2, and I gave a teaching for 45 minutes, and she, I said, what did you get? What was your takeaway when we were leaving there? And she said, I just got it, that God does not want to control me. He just wants to transform me. And I was like, amen. So maybe let God today. Maybe let him do that work inside of you. So you can keep walking. got you stuck you may say I've been been here a while brother Rodney and nothing's working I think the word for today is Keep walking. Keep believing. There's people here to pray for you. There's people here to love you and encourage you. You say, I've been down there before and it didn't work. Blind Bartimaeus cried out for many years. The woman with the issue of blood went to every doctor. But there was a day, there was a day that Jesus walked by. And our tendency is to quit. Our tendency is to give up. I love the illustration that Leanne used. We don't want to walk against the wind. We, we, it's so much easier to go, against, to go with the wind. And maybe you've been facing some stuff. And the wind's been in your face and it's been strong. And I love this. She shared it with me this morning just a little bit. The wind that's in your face is also the wind that's holding off your enemy. Because they're after you, but they can't get to you because there's a wind in between. And I just want to encourage you this morning not to give up. I shared a couple things with you. I've been waiting for this day for 10 years. I waited to go out west for 18 years. I never got bitter at God. I just knew what He said. And I knew I could trust Him. And it was 18 years. But God was faithful. It's been 10 years, but Leanne Hart is in the dwelling. 
God's faithful. So whatever you're walking in, and every whatever you're whatever whatever's in your face, don't quit. Don't get mad at the wind. He's in charge of the wind too. Keep walking. Keep walking. And Leanne's right. It's a word from the Lord. Our rest is over. Our sitting at home and watching the service, it's been good. But it's time to get up. And I'm not talking about going to church, okay? Not about that. I'm talking about getting up and getting involved in the kingdom work of the Father. Okay, you know my heart. I'm not about checking off a mark that I went to church. There's too many going to church and not doing anything else. God didn't die for us just to go to church. Okay? It's not what He died for. It's not what He gave His life for. He gave His life that we could be salt and light in this world. And whether it's in a church or whether it's in a in a stall barn, sale barn somewhere on a hay bale, I love that. Using an old saddle thrown over a stall as a pulpit, God was there. So I don't know what's what wind is in your face. But keep walking or start walking. Amen. Yeah. So just a moment. Let them sing. I don't want to preach. Let's let them sing a minute. Come. Try him again. Just because it didn't work the first time or the tenth time. Come again. Today may be your day to where breakthrough happens. Amen? Yeah. Let's sing. Holy Spirit, come. come rest on come. us. You're Don't all we want. Don't keep toting it. You're all we want. I'm not saying the wind will go away. But there'll be a strength inside of you that'll help you walk into the wind. You weren't designed to walk in the wind by yourself. Holy Spirit. Come and release it. Come and release it. Step out on faith. You're all we want. You're all we want. Holy Spirit, come rest on us. You're all we want. Yes. You're all we want. Fire and wind, come and do it again. Open up the gates, let heaven on in. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. Fire and wind, come and do it again. Open up the gates, let heaven on in. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. Holy Spirit, come rest on us. You're all we want. You're all we want. Holy Spirit, come rest on us. You're all we want. You're all we want. 
of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Yes, Father, that's our heart. That's our heart, Father. To be overcome by your presence. There's nothing like your presence in our life. 24-7, God, not just on Sunday. God, I thank you that every day you walk with us. On many occasions, Johnny and I would sit and talk about the what-ifs that didn't happen. What-if? But God was always there. That didn't happen because God showed up. That could have happened. That wreck could have happened. But just in the nick of time, that other car saw me, or that other car, I saw that other car. And that's a God thing. Yes. What-ifs never happen because God was faithful. Don't quit. Don't quit. Keep walking. Keep walking. Maybe a strong headwind. It's okay. God's in the wind. Amen. You keep walking. You keep walking. You keep walking. You keep walking. Father, for this morning, we thank you. God, it's been good. And we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you for each one. Thank you for Leanne and Meg. God, what a blessing. And I thank you for what you're doing in their ministry and what you're doing in their lives. And I pray blessings upon them in every area. As they travel back to Oklahoma today, God bless them. God bless them. God bless them. God bless them. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.